today's world, almost everything is done online. Like we used to even have physical events and dinners and executive briefings and you know things like that. But in today's world, everything is online. And certainly the lion's share of every CMO's budget is spent trying to find new targeted buyers and they do that online. And whether you're talking about offline or online, every single ad that is put into market that tries to generate kind of new leads and demand for the sales team, the call to action on all of those ads is go to www.mycompany.com to learn more, right? Like in the old days, it was like call 1-800-COMPANY. Hi, friends. Welcome to the Sales Enablement Podcast. I'm your host, Andy Paul. Now, that was Craig Swensrud, and he's the founder and CEO of Qualified. And in this episode, our conversation is focused on speed to lead. And you probably know, I love talking about speed in sales. You know, sales is all about change, and Craig and I are going to get into one of those changes, which is that today's buyers expect real-time personalized experiences. So we're going to dive into what that means for you in a practical sense as a seller. We're also going to dig into why Craig believes that the old sales development rep model, the SDR process, is inefficient and leaving pipeline on the table. And what that means to you in terms of what your ratio of inbound to outbound leads should be. And further, what that means in terms of how your SDRs should be allocating their time. This is a good one. So lots of great information. Stick around all this and much, much more. But before we get to Craig, I want to remind you to subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen to it. And if you subscribe, we'd certainly appreciate it if you could also give us your feedback about how we're doing in the form of a review. So let's jump into it. Craig, welcome to the show. Andy, thanks for having me. A pleasure to have you here. So uh, where have you been hiding out the last few months uh, in the pandemic? Oh, wow. Uh, I've been uh, in uh, San Francisco, where I live right now. Obviously, um, it's, uh, it's the typical summer in San Francisco <laughs> with the fog, the fog rolling by. And that's where our company is located also, uh, right in downtown San Francisco. So just been hanging out here for the past few months. How about yourself? Well, mostly New York, some San Diego. Um, San Diego now. We came out here a few weeks ago. We were, but yeah, the heart of it, we were in Manhattan in the deserted streets of New York City. Wow. Yeah, it's wow. kind of kind of eerie at that time. But uh, yeah, it feels nicer to, to be out here, just um, a little more open than than being in, in the middle of Manhattan. But um, yeah, yeah, plus the weather at this time of year, right? You know, I've lived in New York <laughs> for a while now, and, and people always, you had me move from San Diego, and people always say, well, do you... You must hate the winters. And I was like, no, no, winters really aren't that bad. It's the summers that kill me. <laughs> the, the heat and humidity, too much for me. So, yeah, if I can spend more time in California in the summers, that's that's better. That's awesome. Well, really appreciate you having me on your show today. Well, hey, appreciate you being here. So, uh, maybe for people who aren't familiar with Qualified, uh, tell us a little bit about what you do. Yeah, Qualified is uh, what's what's being referred to in the industry now as a conversational uh sales and marketing platform. Effectively, it's a conversational interface that lives on a company's website, and it's really, really smart. So it identifies uh, and collects information about website visitors, tries to identify what companies they work for. If those people happen to be cookied and they've provided their information before, it recognizes the person when they come back. 
And it connects them internally with the appropriate member of the sales team or the sales development team to have real-time conversations uh, right on the website. And what that does for a company is it helps them generate more leads and more pipeline faster than they otherwise would using traditional mechanisms. And I think a lot of people sort of listen to that and go, okay, is, is this, they're saying to themselves, is this a chat bot or, and so, but it's not. Yeah. You know, it's a, it's, it's, it's a combination of a bunch of technologies. Integration is one of them because mm-hmm. it basically ties a company's website into their backend systems that where they use to manage marketing and sales, like their marketing automation system, Salesforce, obviously, is mm-hmm. a kind of core, core CRM platform. So there's, there's integration at the heart of it. Uh, there's live chat, obviously, that's at the heart of it because that is kind of usually the, the way that prospects I uh, like to start a conversation. It's the easiest way to do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, there, there's voice calls and telephony uh, that are part of it because as every sales rep knows, uh, you can have a high fidelity conversation via voice that you could not necessarily have over messaging. Um, there's kind of website analytics, so you can kind of see what's happening on the website and and, and co-browsing. And of course, you know, chatbots are, are a component of the system as well because even the best sales reps uh, go to sleep and take vacations and take some time off. And when obviously when that happens, the power of a chatbot is that it can it can qualify people, it can engage in conversations, right. it can book meetings, it can it can it can do things that that help a sales team. Yeah, I I think the whole thing is is fascinating for reasons we'll talk about here as as we go through the conversation. So uh, I've read a ebook put up by your company called Speed to Lead, and um, I mean, first of all, that <laughs> resonates with me in many. Many ways because um, it sort of takes a philosophy that that I had implemented for a long time with companies about uh, responsiveness and so on, and automates it and brings it up to up to date, if you will. And you know, the idea of speed in sales is something that should be obvious to most people, but really isn't. Yeah, Speed to Lead is a is a book we wrote recently. It's actually kind of a mantra we have uh, written on the walls of our corporate office. And probably many inbound selling teams um, have the same thing because over the course of the last 20 years that we've been operating these inside selling models, you know, it used to be just kind of over the over the over the telephone and obviously that's evolved to what we have today mm-hmm, with mm-hmm. Uh, with Zoom meetings and such. Everybody knows that the faster that you can respond to an inbound prospect, and that's really what what we're talking about here, is kind of the the inbound prospects that are that are potentially interested in engaging in a sales conversation with your company. How fast do you respond to them? How quickly can you get them in into a sales conversation? And you know, the, all of the data shows that the faster that you can respond, the more effectively you can compete. Uh, the faster that you can get somebody into a sales cycle, uh, the the reduction in dropout rates or people that just kind of totally ghost your sales team when they're trying to get back in touch with somebody, that all of the key metrics of selling, are, including win rates, are improved the faster you can respond to somebody um, when they're intrigued about potentially engaging with your company in a sales conversation. Yes, and and I think that that is still... Something that eludes most companies <laughs> is this idea that it, speed really is the speed to lead. You'll go with that term. Really is important. That makes a difference, and it's 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 still uh, astonishing to me. Number of companies I've talked to that this isn't really part of their lexicon. 
Yeah, the, you know, it's it, it's actually the concept of real time uh, is critically important in today's world. And l- look, let's take a step back and just kind of kind of paint the picture of of what we're talking about here. In in today's world, almost everything is done online. Like you know, we used to we used to even have physical events and dinners and executive briefings and you know th- <laughs> things like that. But in today's world, everything is online. Right. And certainly the lion's share of every um, CMO's budget uh, is spent trying to find new targeted buyers, and they do that online. And whether you're talking about offline or, or online, every single ad that is put into market that tries to generate kind of new leads and demand for the sales team, whether it's a Google ad or a pay-per-click or a display ad or a LinkedIn ad or a social media ad or even an, an email or even a a TV spot or a radio spot, mm-hmm. the call to action on all of those ads is go to www.mycompany.com to learn right. more, right? right? Like in the, in, in, in the, in the old days, it was like call 1-800, you know, company. And in today's world, of course, everything says go to my, go to my company's website to learn more. So, you know, herein lies the problem and that for the last 20 years, uh, this shift has completely happened. And the way that, marketing teams have tried to generate leads for their sales team is to put forms on websites, right? It's like, mm-hmm. all you have to do is go to a B2B website and it says, download this, this ebook, uh, put in your email address, uh, request some pricing info, contact us, fill out this form. And of course those form completes, uh, end up being the leads that feed the sales organization, but who's responsible for f- following up with those, those, those leads. It's usually the, an inside sales team, in the technology space, we often call them sales development representatives, or in other industries, they might be uh, might might have some other name, business development, or what have you. But the question, you know, has that's always kind of been plaguing me uh, in the in the companies that that I've been a, a leader at is, well, how fast are our team following up with those those leads? And you know, and and I've even kind of been teased by my team for running around saying like, I'm blind because like, I don't know. I don't know right now if a lead were to come in and we're really, really hot, that rep- represents a sales opportunity. Well, how fast are these, these humans that are, that work for my company, how fast are they following up with those leads? And just to kind of start out with a, with a, with a key stat, um, Harvard business review, uh, did this study a couple years back of, of more than 2000 companies, B2B organizations, and they found that the average response time to follow up with a qualified lead is 42 hours. Yeah. And that includes, you know, that includes, of course, because, you know, it includes nights and includes weekends and includes just teams that are busy doing other stuff. But 42 hours, that like, th- that signal to me, I'm like, whoa, like something, so, we, we can do so much better because in today's world, what I expect as a consumer Right. Maybe it's maybe it's because I've been driven by Netflix. Like it used to be okay that I got DVDs in the mail through Netflix days later, but now I want to press a button and watch it and stream it now. Now I want to order order an Uber now. And so that that change in in buyer expectations is I think what's driving the change in selling processes, which is why we wrote this kind of speed to lead book. Yeah, well, I, I think that that yeah, the, the greater number of people are expecting it, but I, I, I still believe we're at a time, and this is going to continue to evolve and probably evolve rapidly, is that, is that uh, it's still unexpected when it happens quickly. 
when the follow up happens quickly or the the real time engagement happens is you know I think people on one level sort of think oh, we should be doing this but I think we're still at a stage where people are buyers are generally surprised when it happens and it, it is a different because it's yeah it's because so few companies do it do it quickly right, right? and so it's like yeah I don't really expect it but boy when it happens that really sets you apart yeah a, um the the whole concept of speed is how how come how come a sales organization can't be can't respond immediately like if a telephone was ringing would you pick up the telephone and talk to somebody <laughs> who wanted to buy from you 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 that's no, real time of course they don't <laughs> <laughs> but i mean part of this gets into this you know there's still this culture that exists in b2b sales and it's this sort of bifurcation and you you know read the same stuff i do is people say by definition inbound leads are inferior right that i've i've been on webinars as a, a co-presenter and had people tell me this this just in the last few years it's like oh you know win rates are lower for inbound opportunities you know leads that came from opportunities that originated from inbound leads or deal sizes on average are smaller for opportunities that and i'm like what are you talking about <laughs> Where, where's the data on that but this is like this these is the mindset that people have is like yeah inbound and i I, yeah. I quote this conversation between two senior level sellers i i overheard on linkedin or they're they're having a conversation i guess they didn't overhear it, but i wasn't participating in it but just watching it's like yeah you know i only trust leads i develop myself and i'm like dude <laughs> really <laughs> Well, you know, um, it, it, it probably depends on your company, your industry, uh, and your deal size and the degree to which you do target account selling. Uh, and in some organizations, 80% of their, their deals come through, through inbound. And, you know, what might be normal is might be something like, you know, uh, 50, 50 or 40, 60 or, or something like that. But if you look at the vast majority of B2B companies, and you look at their total revenue mix mm-hmm. and where that where the, where the pipeline from that revenue came from. There's a you know a, a huge share of that it comes from inbound, and certainly um, you know sales organizations uh, 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 across every industry rely on their marketing team to spend money generating awareness with their target buyers, and of course all of that drives traffic to a website that turns into inbound pipeline, even for companies that just focus on, you know, top 2000 accounts or top 500 yeah. accounts or, or diamond accounts or whatever you might call them in your organization. Well, I mean, you can, but it's become like this test of, you know, manhood or machismo, if you will. It's like, yeah, you know, we're going to get out there and we got a, we got a prospect because the inbound leads up by definition, you know, are inferior. And it's like, yeah, let's let's look at the truth, right? Is is it's like one of these fictions that continues in sales is that yeah, we develop all of our business through our outbound prospecting. And to your point, and I haven't done the formal research, but just through my experiences, is yeah, fifty fifty at a minimum split between inbound and outbound, and that's that's okay. Doesn't make you any worse as a person to close a deal on an inbound lead. Yeah, the what whatever your mix is. Look, we we. It, over here at, at our company, the way we think about it is like we love them all. Whether you're whether you're developing uh, a new relationship by going outbound, or whether you're, you're or whether you're relying on your marketing organization to try to target the right buyers and drive them, all of those people come to your website. 
right? If, if, if you're targeting uh, Walmart as a potential, you know, buyer, um, that, that person that you're outbounding to, if, if they're intrigued, they're going to come to your website. And, mm-hmm. uh, and, and then the, the question that the kind of, we fundamentally asked when, uh, when we were forming our company and certainly as this, this, this whole, uh, industry has been evolving is, wow, when your target accounts or when you're qualified buyers or, when people that meet your kind of ideal customer profile, meaning they they're in the right the right industry or they have the right number of employees or, the, or whatever those qualification rules mean to you, when they're on your website, your sales team should know they should know who they are and they should have immediate instant access into a conversation uh, with the right people inside of your inside of your company. Exactly. And sometimes it's that kind of that sales development team that's responsible for kind of handling the new inbound leads, but it doesn't have to be right. It could be um, business development reps or somebody who's supporting a strategic account executive or who, or whoever that is. A company's website is the, the face of the whole organization in a, in the, in the physical world, it would be like walking into the lobby of the headquarters of your company. But in the digital world, people come to your website, uh, trying to learn, you know, learn more, learn about what you do, learn who, who you do it for. And that's an opportunity to strike up a conversation with those folks, whether or not they've kind of, you know, f- fill out a form or not. And so what, what, what we're, what we're, we're kind of saying is that this is a huge opportunity for a sales organization to engage, to engage with the right buyers in real time. And instead of saying, oh, hey, come to our website and, and fill out this form. And I'm going to try to kind of bombard you with emails and voicemails later on my time. How about do it? How about do it on their time when they're there? And look, all of the data shows that that the overwhelming, uh, almost 80% of customers buy from the company that engages with them first. Yeah. And right? It's like, if, if you're there, if, if you're on somebody's website and you're checking them out and you're trying to learn about their pricing or their packaging or what their product does or whatever this happens to be, and you have a live human engagement that might start with a, some might start with a chat, might be upgraded to a, to a phone call. If you have that kind of first discovery call, which is what every sales rep wants to do is try to figure out, are you a fit for me? And am, am I a fit for you? If you can have that in real time, then you reduce the number of people that you might be that might be just ghosting your 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 email campaigns or your or your phone calls, or the people who are never opening up your emails, or they're they're only opening up your emails to try to find the un- unsubscribe button, right? <laughs> That's a level of intent that if they're on your website, it's a level of intent that they're interested in in what you do. So boom, it's perfect time to strike up a conversation and try to get them into a selling process. Exactly, and what you do when you do that is. You reduce their incentive to go talk to other vendors. Well, if you take a look at, by the way, thank you for saying that, Andy, because you know um, what happens if a ta- if a targeted buyer, qualified buyer, comes to your website and says, you know what, I want to contact, I want to contact you, right? They hit a button that says contact us, mm-hmm. or they say I want to request some pricing info, or I'd like to see a dem- demonstration of your product, or whatever it happens to be. Like classically, organizations would put a form on there that says, cool, fill out this form and then we'll get back to you later. And, right. at the, and, at, and at the as soon as you hit submit on that form, literally there's a message that says, thanks, we'll get back to you later. Well, what's <laughs> no. that person supposed to do right then? Let's say they have 15 minutes until their, you know, till their next meeting or till, you know, they got to, you know, take their kids to soccer practice or their boss comes yelling at them or, you know, whatever happens in the real, real world, they have 15 yeah, they, minutes. They Google your competitor. Why send them to your competitor's website 
like when there's an opportunity to, to speak to speak with them right now. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I do have an example of of how we were doing this sort of pre-technology, but I mean, I had a client I don't know, 15 years ago that this was this was everything for them, but they weren't doing a very good job of following up. But they had this great marketing machine generating all these inbound leads. But it was for one reason or another taking them, yeah, 42 hours to respond on average. So yeah, we got that down to the maximum of, of 30 minutes, but that just killed the competition. 30 minutes. I mean, even incumbents, they were they were capturing, going into competitive accounts and capturing them because you know, the incumbents couldn't be bothered to respond within three days. And it's you just this whole idea we used to call is you know, taking prospects off the street. You know, if you can have that first engagement so quick, yeah, I, I took you off the street. You're mine. They're not gonna go talk to the competitor. Uh, I, 30 minutes is probably a dream for most companies, but um, there's well, a. There's, if I can finish pop- the story, this, this company, yeah. over two years, doubled sales just on the strength of changing their sales process. Didn't introduce any new products. We got all the leads respond to, responded to within 30 minutes. And they sort of did something which you guys do with, you can do with your system too, is. is you know, they've got somebody on the phone is they would refuse to get off and they would never reschedule a, a second time for like doing a demo. So we sort of trained them, you know, the customers like, can we schedule time for a demo? And they'd say, no, but we can do it now. And if you just had them when they're in, as you said, they're high intent and you're engaged with them, have that conversation. It just, it, it baffles me when I see companies wait to do these things. In our industry, I'm sure many of your listeners have heard of this. There's there's something called the five minute rule, and a, a lot of sales development uh, organizations. And certainly, uh, I spent a large time in my career uh, at Salesforce. And uh, at Salesforce, we had the five minute rule written up on the wall, mm-hmm. which is if you can respond to somebody who's interested in under five minutes. You're you're a hundred times, and this is what the data showed. Actually, you're a hundred times more likely to get them into a a first sales meeting than if you respond even in thirty minutes later. Yeah. So you're a hundred times more likely in five minutes to get them into a meeting than if you respond in thirty minutes. And you're and the data also showed you're twenty times more likely to actually get them uh, engaged as a sales opportunity to pipe them uh, as if you responded thirty minutes later. And so, you know, we're kind of what, what we're, what we're trying to do is tr- trying to help companies and, and inside sales organizations transform so that five minutes is actually more like 30, 30 seconds. So you're, you're actually doing it really on the customer's time. Oh, absolutely. And well, to your point though, with an earlier uh, comment is about what customers expect these days is that, that data from Professor Allroyd at, at MIT, that's 15 years old. I mean that's that. I mean you got to think that the expectations now are even even higher. To your point earlier, is five minutes? Yeah, if you can do it sooner, <laughs> even sooner, you're that's what people need now. Yeah, customers. Look, we we all live in a world where where we just kind of expect things to happen on our time. If if we're the buyer now, and if we're interested, or we're going to find the vendor who can support us. And for for years, I've heard this saying that uh, I've latched onto. Um, in inbound selling teams that, that leads are like ice cream cones. Maybe this is because most people who are sales development reps is, is kind of their first step in their journey to becoming a, 
a, a sales professional. And so that's really where the training ground goes. And you probably need to make more analogies uh, for some of these kind of first time sellers to, to really, uh, to really grok this idea. So the, the phrases, you know, leads are like ice cream cones in that an ice cream cone is really great if you eat it in the first couple minutes, but you know, but just a few minutes later, it's going to turn into mush, right? And it's going to be, and it's going to, it's going to be no good. So like, if, if you literally think of an ice cream cone melting and that's how long you have to respond to an interested prospect before they either disappear on you or they've already entered into a conversation with the competition, speed is of the essence. Yeah. Well, and I, I give a, a different, different example to illustrate the same point though. And uh, I wrote about this in my first book is, you know, I, I think inbound leads are like lottery tickets. I mean, when you buy a lottery ticket, do you buy it and then, you know, go get in your car and drive home and, you know, talk to your wife or family before you scratch it off? No, you you, you buy it, you scratch it off, right? You want to see if you won. And that's that's exactly what an inbound lead is like. The um obviously what inside sales teams are are trying to do is they're they're trying to they're trying to get into discovery calls to figure out, you know, is this person the type of, of person at the type of company that we would be interested in selling to? And so it's, you know, in the traditional world where somebody would fill out a form, it would be like speed to respond, right? And then how fast right. can you get the person uh, engaged, like, mm -hmm. you know, back, back and forth? And then, and then finally speed to meeting, like how fast can you get a meeting on the calendar where you can actually have that, that discovery call? And, um, one of the things that we're kind of, kind of preaching in, and we're practicing ourselves at our company, we call it same day disco or same day discovery. So like all of, all of well, those thing, things that I was just talking about, if you can do them in the same day, um, our data shows that we're three times more likely to end up with revenue than if you don't do it in the same day. And so we've kind of 100%. trained our whole, whole inside sales team to say like, look, don't, don't, whatever you can do, it doesn't have to be right now. Maybe you have the first conversation right now, but maybe there's that kind of next follow-up where they go, oh, I got to get, you know, I got to get Julie on the line. We're like, great. Okay. Can we, can, can we do it today? Because if we can have that conversation today, like you'll get the person kind of more pot committed into the transaction. Like they'll yeah. get to know you better. You'll get to know them better. And you'll both be able to see right off the bat, is this, is this something worth pursuing? Or should we just like, you know, it's like anything time, time kills all deals. Right. And so if you put something on the calendar for next Friday, well, who knows what's going to come up between now and next Friday? Yeah. Well, I, I <laughs> again, I'm going to send you a copy of my first book. It's called zero time selling, which is all about a lot of this stuff. And it, because it's been the case for a long time is, is, you know, sellers have always injected this unnecessary time into it, into sales processes. I mean, it's to your point about, well, yeah, well, the first conversation, we'll let's schedule discovery for a few days. It's like, no, let's do it now. You know, can we do it today? Can we get Julie on the phone today? And that there's concept is, is somehow this, I don't know how this gets embedded in sellers, but they think that they need to give people a certain amount of buyers, a certain amount of time, sort of process what just happened. And I call that the indecent interval. Um, <laughs> because it, it doesn't have to exist. Interesting. Yeah, like we've all been there as sellers. Like we've we've all seen this happen, and I, I don't know why. Um, if there if there is any resistance, uh, it's you know likely just from hey, th this is the way we've kind of been doing it for a number of years, and it's kind of working just fine. And 
while you know getting things done in the same day or having a conversation right now while the while the while the prospective buyers on my website that's harder right running your business in near real time is harder it's a lot easier to be like okay well i'm going to go get a cup of coffee and then after i get the cup of coffee i'm going to email the person and and then you wonder like well, why didn't they respond to me? Did they are they in, are they ghosting me or mm-hmm. oh let's ju- let's just give it another couple hours? They're probably busy, right? We've all <laughs> we've all said that to ourselves as sales professionals, right. and then you convince you convince yourself into thinking that like oh they just need a little bit more more time, and so you know now what what what, what I think and kind of the the the, the practices that we're putting in place. Um, not you know not only with our our technology but it's it's a it's a process thing is is helping companies move to a more real time model and then the, once you kind of get over that hump of like we were doing it the old way and now we're doing it the new way it's like kind of like the light bulb goes on and then the ones the the sales reps that perform they totally get it and and they love it and um and look, the the data doesn't lie. When we were running the organization uh, inside sales organization at Salesforce, which was monster uh, sales development team, there's like 200 people in a giant sales pit that were just mm-hmm. handling handling inbound leads. Look, live chat and the telephone uh, were the were, were which are the real time channels. They were number one and number two in terms of pipeline creation, and then there was a huge drop into the people who filled out kind of the tier one forms. So right. the goal was, look, if some if, if you have an opportunity to do live chat on the website or someone actually picks up the phone and, and calls you, you respond to them in real time. And we like we had it down to a science so much that the that the sales development reps were scared to get up from their chair and go get lunch because they would miss <laughs> their turn on the telephone router right. or the live live chat router. Right. So it clearly works. Well, let me ask you a question then about about your own sales organization. Is is because I love you use the term outbounding. I think in regard to you know proactively reaching out to people that when they're on your site, um, and you know how much of your pipeline comes from sort of traditional outbound, or do you even do traditional outbound? We do, we do. We um, probably like most companies, we've got a. a a target account list mm-hmm. and we have specific buyers at specific companies that that we think would be a perfect fit for for our product and so we do the kind of the tr- traditional outbounding uh th- things in today's world which overwhelmingly right now are email and telephone calls right uh and and linkedin um <clears throat> and that's to try to formulate new conversations with the people that we know we want to we want to talk to um but in, in addition to that, uh, we have kind of this stream of inbound business just from general awareness of our company or more specifically through uh, advertisements that our uh, marketing team puts into market that drives, right. the dri- that drives traffic, right. campaigns. But this new tactic that you refer to is only something that we've been doing this year. And I'll tell you what, it, it, it works. And that is... <laughs> So, so let, let's let's call that those two things that I just referred to—the kind of the traditional outbound model, right? And, where, and then the traditional inbound model, where people come to your website and fill out a form, and then your your sales reps try to try to get in contact with them. Well, there's this new hybrid, uh, which is kind of outbounding right on your website. Yeah, we actually our our internal slang we call it pouncing. Oh, pouncing! I like that. I like that. And so, what we do is we identify the the characteristics of a visitor when they come to our website and uh and so we have we do some reverse ip technology where we go mm-hmm. okay we, we try to figure out 
what company does this person work for? Okay. So if, and that works like, you know, 40, 50% of the time. And if we know, okay, this is a company um, in this industry with this number of employees, with this amount of annual revenue headquartered in this city, right? We can immediately go, okay, well, that, that checks a couple boxes for us, first of all, but it doesn't check every box, but, but this smells like a good one. Or in some cases, we know exactly who the person is. Like if you're, if you're sending email to a, to a target buyer that you're trying to get in touch with, and that person clicks through that email, you know exactly who it is, exactly, right? Because right. you sent them an email. So in that case, we would know who the person is and the company that they work for. And in some cases, we just might know a little bit of information like where they're browsing the internet from, right? Is it the US or the UK or India or Australia or whatever? And so, um, and so what, what our technology does is, it's, is it then integrates into every other internal system you have. So it says, oh, well, we think somebody from Walmart's on the site. Okay, well, what do we know about, about Walmart? Are they, a, are they a tier one account? Are they a diamond account? Are they top five? Who's the AE? Who's the BDR supporting that? And then we alert that person and they go, okay, well, got it. Somebody from Walmart's on my site and that's, that, that's in my patch or this is the type of company I want to sell to. And they, what they do is they proactively start a conversation right on the website. They don't sit back and wait for that for the visitor to initiate a conversation. And the analogy that that I like to talk about in the real world is if you were if you're buying a car, right? So, you know, Andy walks onto the car lot of the Mercedes-Benz dealership in San Diego on his time when he's free, which might be a Saturday, and there and, and, and imagine this happens. So you walk onto the car lot, you're looking to buy a new sedan and you're checking out the prices. You're looking in the windows, you're, you're looking at the colors. And then you might want, let's say you want to go for a test drive. Imagine if there were no sales reps there and mm-hmm. there was a little box and there was a little box in the corner that said, fill out your name, <laughs> write, write what kind of car you want to test drive, put it in this box and we'll get back to you later. And then you, you have nothing else to do other than to leave the car lot and then just wait for somebody to get back to you. And if they get back to you on Monday, well, guess what? That's no good because you're at work on Monday. Like you were there. Mm-hmm. And so what happens in the real world of, of, of selling is that there's a salesman who's there. They don't pounce on you initially when you come on the car lot. They look at kind of what you're doing. They kind of size you up. They see if like you would be potentially a, a good buyer. And then they walk up to themselves, walk up to you, introduce themselves, um, and establish some rapport and try to get you engaged in a sales process. And so that tactic, which is a, a, a proven selling tactic for decades, right? We're, we're just basically bringing that to a company's corporate website and we're giving sales reps now the opportunity to proactively start those conversations. And you have to look, just like in the re- real world of selling, you have to do it with tact. You right. can't just jump all over somebody. You have you have to introduce yourself and let them know that you're a real human and not a not a chatbot or something like that. Mm-hmm. But I'll tell you what: when you know the target, you know the target company that the, that you think would be a good fit for your your organization is on the site, and you start it proactively start a conversation. You're not going to get a hundred percent hit rate, but it's going to be better than sitting back and doing nothing. Well, yeah, and I you know you sort of compare it to you know companies that that provide all this intent data that you can use to integrate with your outbound uh, campaigns is like <laughs> the biggest sign of intent is they're, they're visiting your website. <laughs> I mean, I mean, for a seller, I think that's just, yeah, I would have, I would have, I mean, you, I would have been all over this 
you know, in my early days. I mean, it's it's like, yeah, yeah. I just don't know the words to express. I mean, you you have a, you talk about the book. One of your reps says that she's delivering ninety percent of her pipeline. Your SDRs is is from, you know, the proactive conversations on the site. Yeah, some people take to it really well. It's like it's probably like most sales professionals. Some pro- sales professionals are just killer at outbounding because they they have the right um, they, they they have the right words and they have the right cadence and they have the right conversation starters and they phrase things in the right way. And the same is true with kind of uh, outbound selling right on right on your website. You got to be kind of smart about how you do it. The the woman you're referring to is one of our top SDRs. We wrote about her in our book. Uh, her name is Blake. And uh, she uses, she calls it digital body language, where when, when somebody's on your website, they're exhibiting characteristics as if they're walking around you know, a physical store. So they're moving their mouse, mm-hmm. they're, scrolling, they're scrolling the page, you, you, people are clicking on things. Usually when people read, it's crazy to see, but a lot of people highlight text uh, that, they're, that they're reading. You can see them navigate from page to page as if they're walking around a physical store. And you have to pick the right way, way to engage based on what you know about the person. I mean, for example, if you know, if you sent an email to somebody or they filled out a form and now they're back on your site, you actually know who they are. Well, you can like you can greet them by name, mm-hmm. and you can you can actually reference hey I, I, because it, all this is t- your website's now tied into your your selling platform. You say hey I, I I noticed you had a meeting with with Tony yesterday. Uh, how'd that go? Or how can how you know how can I help further the conversation? And, and that could be somebody for who's engaged in, a, in, in an existing process. But if you don't know who the person is, you can do all sorts of other things that you would do in the in the real world, like your IP address broadcasts what city you're browsing the internet right. from. Well, our uh, our top SDR Blake, she's from uh, from Philadelphia. There's like little, literally never an opportunity where somebody is from Pennsylvania on our website and she can't start a conversation, you know, with these people. So you yeah. you just got to use the data at your fingertips to figure out how to be the most effective uh, saleswoman or salesman that you can be at the, in that moment. Yeah, I mean the the medium is no substitute for being a good conversationalist. But if you are strong in that area, then yeah, you have the opportunity to proactively start, you know, this outbound conversation with somebody with specific intent. And if yeah, if I was a an SDR, or BDR, uh, or even an AE, uh, depending on the company, yeah, I'd, I'd be all over it. Yeah, most AEs, uh, this kind of. Sp- gets to um, organizational structure a little bit. But most AEs uh, tend to be pretty busy uh, doing lots of other things, including uh, in today's world, back-to-back-to-back-to-back Zoom meetings, right? Trying sure. to trying, trying to further deals. But there's usually a team or a couple different teams inside of a company that are perfect for this. And one of them that I've referenced heavily are are you know, sales, sales development reps or SDRs or relationship managers or whatever kind of that front line mm-hmm. is that handles the inbound. And then there are usually in, uh, oftentimes another group of reps uh, in our industry. Uh, they're often called BDRs or business development reps that they're more tied to the, the AE. So they're responsible for outbound prospecting uh, for an AE or a number of AEs, or they have a patch where they're responsible for generating pipeline through outbounding into that patch. Usually those people are also perfect if somebody has like a target account strategy because they're tied to a a territory or they're tied to a, a list of target accounts. 
And the great thing for those, the, those we've got one uh, company that I love, uh, one of our customers, they call them diamond accounts. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and every, look, every, every organization has their own syntax, but I love these guys. They call them diamond accounts. And for them, a diamond account is, is, a, is any company with more than a, a billion dollars in revenue. And they have their diamond accounts all, you know, uh, tiered in terms of uh, in terms of revenue tiers, and then they have their diamond accounts um, mapped by territory. Obviously, which most sales organizations have a territory based model, and so they've got their own way of setting it up. Just like every company has their their kind of unique structure to their 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 sales organization, but they're, these BDRs that are sitting at their desk that are basically nine to five, they're sending cold emails and they're doing placing cold calls and they're hitting people up on, on LinkedIn. When one of these diamond accounts comes to their website, right? The system automatically figures out who's responsible for Apple or Cisco or Walmart or whatever it happens to be. And then it goes, Oh, well that that's Haley. That's, that's her job, right? Haley owns Apple and Cisco and Walmart. That's part of the, the territory she supports let's make sirens go off on Haley's computer and let's make sure she gets every opportunity to, um, to step up to the plate and swing the bat and try and strike up a conversation with, with a person who works at a company that they know they want to sell to. Right. Yeah. I love it. I mean, and as I said, you combine that with the, the urgency and the need to be responsive. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's a great tool for sellers. So, um, well, Craig, I appreciate you spending the time with us today. Hey, Andy, it's been really great talking to you today. Love your show, and thanks again for having me. Thank you very much. And yeah, we'll look forward to having you back on. And if people want to get in touch with you, learn more about uh, Qualified, or just connect with you, how can they do that? Uh, certainly. Uh, thanks for that opportunity. Um, obviously, you can talk to anybody at our company right on our website at qualified.com. And of course, you can reach me, Craig, with a K, K-R-A-I-G at qualified.com. Thank you. Excellent. All right. Thanks, Craig. Okay, friends, that's it for this episode. First of all, I want to thank you for taking the time to listen. I'm so grateful for your support of the show. And I want to thank my guest, Craig Swensrud, for sharing his insights with us today. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to this podcast, Sales Enablement with Andy Paul, on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you could also leave us a rating or review and let us know how we're doing, we'd appreciate it. And you can do all that on your phone in less than a minute as soon as this episode is over. So thanks for your help. And thank you so much for investing your time with me today. Until next time, I'm your host, Andy Paul. Good selling, everyone.